0: not going to mention too much about the Western results. Uh, they're there in the book, but um, I will be focusing on Inverley, which fortunately uh, didn't, get, didn't receive that frost. But uh, uh, but league did have something else happened that had a, an impact. And I guess the giveaway is uh, quite how high that spike was here. So. Uh, at the side, everything was travelling along pretty nicely, and uh, there were some thunderstorms around, and, and we got a complete downpour. On issue, there was some hold-up in sowing here, uh, but then we had pretty close to that five-season going through. It did get a little bit warm um, as it did at Westmere at the end here, um, but generally a good season. And as Penny showed you earlier on from her data, that um, with a good top finish to the season and some moisture around, crops can compensate pretty well. Uh, which you'll we'll see. So this is the important thing that happened to us in, in Belie. So um, around uh, this day here, we were all thinking, oh great, we've had some really good open rain, uh, we've had a week or so now and it's dry, or oh, a bit more rain, yeah, no, the ground's pretty good, it's not too heavy a site, and, um, and, it, and it significantly impacted the yield. Of the particularly the trials that got the this period of time here. What you'll see from the what I show you is that um, the second time of sowing at in Malay actually out here, the first time of sowing um, and it really is down to establishment issues. Um, so, so, what did we do on our trials this year? Uh, what we wanted to do is try and set the trials up uh, so that they're different from MBT. MBT provides a whole suite of varieties, um, some sown at different times but then there's a different suite of varieties. So ge- generally speaking we're able to do some things that MBT can't do and we were really keen to try and set up these management strategies or packages which were based around yield targets which is sort of back the real world. If you actually cost it out MBT in terms of inputs uh, it's not realistic but the idea is that we don't get any disease or any issues in the crop. What we're doing here is hopefully making this a bit more real-world, uh, putting some costs and some economics around it. So um, thank you very much to the breeding companies that helped support this concept, um, and at the field days this was really well received. So in 2017, we did two management strategies, what we're calling more of a uh, real-world situation, um, and looking at varieties that are uh, we're currently growing uh, in the high rainfall world. It uh, gives us the ability to play around a bit with dates, and, and those economy packages which are based on yield outcomes, and, uh, and then uh, one of the things we can do, which we'll, I'll show you in a minute, is some economics between the two strategies, and there's a, there's a bigger, bigger breakdown. I haven't got the time now to go into all those individual different um, costs and what have you, but they're down in the book, in the report. So what was the rationale? So yield targets were set up for the standard and fully managed program. Barley, and remember these are trial yields, and, um, and probably in the paddock situation with your headland effect and, and, uh, and so on, wheelings, whatever, your, your yields would be probably 15% down on trial yields. So um, these, these, are, these are trial yields. So barley was nine times a hectare, and um, for the fully managed program, uh, around six tonnes for the standard, and um, the wheat we were targeting ten and, uh, and seven tonnes for the standard. And then once we've done, uh, once we set these yields, uh, and agreed that that's what we were going to aim for. We did deep ends. Um, we we matched the fertilizer to provide that yield. Uh, we changed some of the things which you'll hear a bit later on in terms of the fungicides and for uh, the fully managed, so it didn't go flat. Uh, we also applied uh, PGR. So, as, as an example of some of the stuff we did, um, we applied three hundred and twenty kg of urea versus one seventieth of wheat. But in the highest uh, against the yield um, of the nutrient removal based on yield, uh, we added fluotriafol into the fertilizer for that early season control. Um, the, the fungicide rates on the wheat were all the same, but we had higher rate um, on the barley at uh, an ear emergent. And um, we used uh, uh, a Modus uh, Eric's PGR program to stabilise the canopy. And uh, as you know, you have to make that decision uh, early enough in the season when you don't know how the season is going to turn out. And as it, ter- as it turned out, if we hadn't, been, I'm not sure the PGR help particularly because um, we didn't have any logic but those uh, winter cropping summary um uh, SS express results the, the, the on the barley okay so um, as I said before this is going to be based really around the invalid site because um, other than the impact of that 56 mil rainfall just um, as you can see uh, the day when we'll we sold it um, we, did, we, we didn't get across there, a pretty good season at the site, so um, I thought I'd talk about this. So, two times of sowing, 23rd of April and um, 12th of May, uh, harvest on the same date. Uh, it was after uh, brand new and clover beans, so we did a deep end uh, down to 60 centimetres and had quite a lot of nitrogen in there, which was great. Uh, so, just bear that in mind in terms of the, um, our calculations. So what happened? Uh, In the full programme, these are the order of varieties, just so you understand these letters. If if the letter is the same, it means statistically that that, uh, there's no difference. Uh, So as an example, um, ACRO is statistically different at the full management strategy from AB 119419, which might be called BEN. so uh, <clears throat> there's the results. Uh, this, this one's an interesting one, particularly as so many of you just told me you're all going to Trojan, but, um, but I, I do think uh, the Trojan just didn't enjoy um, getting hammered with that, that rainfall uh, early on, whereas um, some of these other varieties seem to get through it okay. We go to the economy. Um, this is what I really wanted to see, was that we um, were going to see a drop. Uh, In most cases, unfortunately, uh, if you understand the concept of the letters, most of them aren't significant from a statistical point of view. But there are four that are uh, statistically significant. And even though we had a frost at uh, the Westmere site, three varieties showed us exactly the same risk. Uh, That's really interesting because... I would say we know we know that folk but, um, has issues with, with Septoria. Generally speaking, there's a hell of a lot of Trojan being grown. The area that you're all talking about, you know, five more things changing to Trojan. To me this is just an early warning sign, so not, not say don't go to Trojan, but Tro- Trojan at both sides has shown statistical significance from a lower programme in terms of inputs in terms of its, its yield, and it's actually turned out to be gross margin in, in those cases as well. Long is a new variety that's just come out, which is a winter a, wheat, a winter wheat um the vernalisation requirement, but once it gets to that vernalisation requirement, it, um, it grows very quickly as fast as Trojan. I, I'm not sure it has a place for for us in, in our environment. Um, if you get some grazing it's probably better suited to the women and money, to be honest. And uh, and it's quite well down on you. So that's the take-home messages there. There's no no difference between the full and the economy at the Inverley site that first time of sowing, other than those four varieties. If we go to time of sowing two, we did change the variety slightly here because uh, some of the some of the uh, winter varieties, uh, winter wheat varieties, aren't appropriate, Uh, and this. Uh, the second time I so we only did the same. So um, a lot more consistent yield across these, but these, this crop just absolutely just jumped out of the ground. Bear in mind, we did have a pretty good year following this in terms of uh, moisture, didn't get waterlogged in the winter and then we had a pretty good spring. Uh, the average yield across these was 8.85, which is pretty significant. Um, and my comment here was, that, um, here it comes. Trojan with a, with a better establishment, um, and from a stats point of view, because of the an A in there, it's not statistically different um, from, from the riders ahead of it. So they're all, they're all the same as coming to the top of the pack. And you're all thank you, thank for that. Um, so, uh, in terms of the full and sand management inputs, uh, from that time of sowing, one the average yield um, from the fully managed uh, came out, uh, this is with all the varieties going on, it's going the cost. I'll see you in a minute. Uh, just, just out of interest, even though it was frosted, um, similar story again um, at Westmere and um, from that time of sowing one, and, and not forgetting that uh, that standard yield from time of sowing one of 7.11 for all the varieties uh, adding the lead, that's the average yield that we've got from sowing effectively. Two and a half we later, or into, into way vetting conditions. Uh, okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to have to move on pretty quick through this, but this is just to show you uh, how we uh, worked out some of the gross margins, and, um, and I've just picked out some of the sort of headline figures here. So the average cost for the um, full program was six eighty three. and and then the yields and prices are based on grain quality and and appropriate sales, giving us um, a gross margin. If we go to the standard um, management input, uh, you can see that um, the the crop, which did particularly well before, uh, has now come out um, as the top is between, that's the full management um, gross margin, um, comparable to those um, gross margins from that. Approach. So, essentially, uh, in last year's season, uh, we were better off as it turned out. to So, after that rainfall, to get better establishment, and the, the, yield, the yield we achieved was um, more efficient um, using that standard regime um, than the cool um, one. So, um, there's, because we're limited on time, I haven't gone into the ins and outs of any detail. So there is more stuff in the book, but um, I'm happy to, to, um, to cover those variable costs. You needed um, 3.17 tonne a hectare uh, for a for fully managed and down to 2.5 tonne uh, to cover your variable costs at the top of the economy or standard. If uh, so you look at it another way, what price of grain did you need to, to give you a grain price? So you, you needed um, $90 to $79 a tonne under the fully managed and under the standard, about $77. So uh, effectively, the additional yield required to cover the cost of that fully managed, uh, which was a, a plus $135 a hectare cost you uh, needed. Nearly 0.6 of a tonne if you're growing an AW based on the prices we did, or or um, 0.65 C data, so uh, as well. So um, ACROC gave us the highest yield last year. Um, it was also the top yield at the Inverley site in 2016, and the long-term data from uh, Inverley also shows. I was told by somebody who knows more than I do yesterday that there's actually not much difference between varieties and their susceptibility to frost. It's more down to what their, what their stage of growth is at that particular time. So uh, maybe there's nothing in that, but it's um, a variety that's done pretty well at the interleague site. Uh, so as I said before, Trojan um, boatfoot and long and um, period of growth after that, uh, like the Trojan, uh, those three varieties um, were the only ones in the whole of the trial that gave a significant yield improvement at both sites and, and that relates and that converted into gross margin. And, uh, and we're all the time we're looking for varieties which show um, adaptability to different seasons and um, and it would appear from the, that data that if you're looking at that slightly later same day um, that both of the trojan are... Established performers and the riding jet and DSF scale as new riders could be something to consider. Okay. So whilst James is ready, do I a question? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anybody, anybody got yeah, um, a good question. I got oh, asked that from go as well. Um, I think because a very high yield. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not given that there was no lodging on the site. I'm not certain how much the there are. I mean, what we could have here is an interaction across all the differences that we we made. But if you're asking me to put my hand on it, I reckon that. Uh, we got the nitrogen story about right, even though they were high, because the proteins are often a really good indicator of how we went from a management point of view. In terms you know, they were around 11.5%, 12%. So we didn't blow proteins out. So I would say that the, we kept the crops clean. There, was, there wasn't much disease. There was, there was little or no lodging. Uh, why did those four varieties perform better? What was the difference? Possibly that flu trifold, I don't know. That That's really the only thing that I can see out of all of it that was a fundamental difference. And certainly from both, I would say, yeah, probably you, you'd you say both should be protected earlier on because it's sectorial. But Trojan, historically, probably not. But I reckon that's starting to show that maybe there's some scope to think about controlling that unseen level of disease earlier on before, before you it. I know has been grown long enough now, and everybody's grown up enough to be able to here now. But in Tasmania, about four years ago, I saw five years ago, I saw a trial of corrosion untreated, and it absolutely was blasted with strike grass, like decimated. And that, and when, when I got the guys to come over and look at that crop from Long Rings, they said, Yeah, it's a very high disease, that's a situation. And I said, Well, you probably ought to. Nobody on the mainland is going to know this, and one of these days, that rise is going to start to break down, particularly the areas that have been grown. So I'm not. This isn't me, you know, going out the week time, and I'm going, "Oh, strike us, mass addition in trojan." I just think we saw that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It might be that that little bit of food dry was taking out supplemental levels that we couldn't see. And then, and then we picked it up later on. But probably with everything we did, I reckon the fungicide is the only thing that I can put my hand on on those three varieties that we were the same both sides. All right, thanks, John.